Davies in the middle. Checks back against Carter and scores. That is atypical for the Amina Margot. Bar quickly gets it back again. Oh, but what a goal! Well, that sums up her season. Good evening and welcome back to Vic Acres Wonderland, episode 24. What can I say? What can I say? I mean, it's it's just been a long weekend for us. Um, and yeah, it's not great to be an Arsenal fan right now for me personally. But as, as always, I am joined by Adam and Matt. Um, tonight, unfortunately, Adam was... Uh, or, Visual is not working tonight for our YouTube users. He has better internet connection, so you still get to listen uh, without it, I should say. But you still can listen to his dulcet tones. Adam, how are you? Uh, I feel well. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm trapped. I'm trapped within the uh, the confines of my computer. Only my voice may permeate. Um, yes, for those of you who are keeping on track of the uh, internet dropout sweepstake, um, hopefully you'll be disappointed tonight. Um, as this is hopefully a workaround right. that will allow me to actually talk. I know, I know. I, I had it on full <laughs> time around. Um, uh, yeah, it, it was. Um, I think we can all agree it was a disappointing weekend, as we'll dive into. Um, however, I think there's also a chance that it's not going to be damaging for our overall uh, season, uh, which is a blessing, I suppose. We should be grateful. Um, so yes, much to uh, discuss there. No, definitely. And as always, with his pilot headset joining me tonight is also Matt. Matt, how are you? I'm all right. Yeah, I tell you what, you can tell whether or not it's been a good or bad weekend by the by the state of what people would say is a beard. Essentially, for those listening audio, usually I'm quite 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 clean shaven. If it's just been a bad weekend or the Arsenal, then it just grows and grows and it just goes uncamped. Don't worry. It'll be trimmed for Friday. Yeah, did you know what? Is it just me or is it just strange how the Arsenal affect your mood, whether it's the men's or the women's, or it's both? Because obviously, Matt, I know you don't, you're not, you don't really watch the men, whereas me and Adam will, and it just affects your mood. Is it just weird or is it just me? No, I'm the same. I remember years ago when we drew one all in the North London derby away and over missed that late penalty, and I was just, I, I, it, the whole weekend, I was just a mental um, wreck. I think Matt should do. Uh, I'll I'll keep my beard until Arsenal win, and just just let it grow, and then he'll he'll have a full on Hagrid. You but know, te- then until... technically, but you need to remember, we're going to have our revenge tour next season. Have you seen yeah. who's coming back from injury? <laughs> I um, mean, <laughs> yeah, we're going to be dangerous next season. We are apart from the players that will still be injured, like our lovely cap, lovely um, vice captain Leah, and uh, and our rapid right back. Uh, the Reuter. No, of, of yes. course not, but it's also a case of who's coming in through the summer as well. Personally, I think we should yeah. be making those signings now, like a certain uh, other manager over in West London who's already done a lot of business for me personally. Yeah. But Small club from Fulham, there's just uh, rumours are they're going to sign Ashley Lawrence. So um, that's yeah. what I've been thinking of. But I would say, I was, someone was mentioning this and saying, oh, that... That player. Chelsea can't sign every player in the world, and quality players out there. And I'm sure 
the club will, you know, as they do every season, are working hard behind the scenes to get the players in. We just have to be patient, something I think many football fans aren't. <laughs> Don't you just mean Arsenal fans? We are not patient at all. We are I just not patient. I know I'm not. I hate transfer windows. You won't hear me talking about them over the summer. Over Twitter and I, I, social media, I will look, but I will not say a word. I can't cope with the drama.
because of the injuries we've got, there'll probably be more attention in the summer windows than there will be in the January windows because of the players coming back. You'd imagine come the end of the season, we'll have both Leah and Laura both playing for us coming up that second part of the season. So it might be a case of yeah. seeing what happens. Again, there's uh, there's so many scenarios. Um, if keep me uh, notes and everything now. So uh, apologies if you're watching on YouTube, but. The thing is, there's no sorry, Matt. There's no question that the last two summer windows have been rubbish. I'd say the only gem we've had out of the two windows has been Frida. The rest of the players have either departed or gone alone or going to depart or have not really properly settled um, this uh, season. The winter signings overhand, I think we can agree, have been pretty much a roaring success. Some have taken a little bit longer to settle than others. Um, Some have a bit of potential still, but most of them are pretty good. So. Hopefully they can bring that winter mentality to this window because we absolutely need it, as you say, because of the injuries. Yeah. No, 100%. In mind that Gio as well was brought in the summer. She went over online to Everton, obviously still carrying yeah. an injury and things like that. That things like that we can we can accept. Lena Hertig, a lot of people are saying maybe she might be out the window. But we honestly mm. we don't we generally do not know because as to be honest. I would be tempted to turn around. I know this sounds a bit odd, but I would be if I was to ask for a rule change. I would turn around to the to the WSL, the Champions League, the FA Cup, and, the, and whoever, whatever the Conti Cup competitions. Instead of just saying that you can have the A team travelling, you can name up to twenty eight players, and essentially, the 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 only reason you have the twenty eight is if you have players out for more than six months so the Leah the Viv Beth things like that were where some of that came into play this season it was almost like right we can go out and make and make sure that Geo is registered for the Champions League and things like that isn't whereas it's not a problem come next season and there is a stunned silence in the podcast ladies and gentlemen no, sorry, I, I do apologise, guys. Give me a couple of seconds. Um, I'll, I will be back in another second. Two seconds. <laughs> okay, Matt, it's just you, me, you and my invisible voice. So we'll have to. <laughs> this is going to be fun. You and your dulcet tones, eh? That was yeah, a very great. Sorry. Go on, Adam. <laughs> you were making your point. In other news, Freya yep. Grogfrey has signed her first professional contract with the Arsenal. Yes, um, which is great. We've seen we've seen a few gl- glimpses of her, but we can't, as Adam said previously, we can't really judge her on that. If I'm honest with you, I will just yeah. say just on that. Sorry, Adam, but just she has been really amazing with the fans at Everton. She was taking a lot of time for the fans, and that was great to see. Uh, I'll just stop there because there were so many people there, the, the, the little kids and everything that she was taking photos with and signing things. But I'll let Adam go on. No, just going to say we haven't seen much of her. I mean, I think she had a few chances in that Everton game because she got a bit more time. Um, I wish she, you know, she may take one of them because, as of all these players, it's important to get off the mark as quick as you can. I mean, obviously, Adjie Mang had her goal in the FA Cup. I think her, one of the things, reasons her to get struggled is she hasn't got a WSL goal to her name yet. She's only got, I think it's three goals, two in the Champions League and, and one against Leeds. Um, so, I, I hopefully, likes of Adjie Mang and uh, uh, God... Um, um, is it, was it, was it, was it Godfrey, as it say it was? Yeah. 
uh, they can have a big part to play next season. We'll need them obviously with the injuries, and if they can get off the mark on the WSL nice and early, that'll give them a, a huge bout of confidence going forward. Um, and the other one is, is it Goldie, wasn't it? The other one, um, Tay Goldie, um, yeah. We, oh, Tay Goldie, Tay Goldie. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm crossing the streams there. Um, I, you know, that's another one I think is, is going is one for the future to look out for. So yeah, we, I think it's also good that we're actually seeing us um, bleed youngsters in because um, a lot of the time. The youngsters are just simply bench first because we've got so many injuries. But it's good that Jonas is actually saying, "No, no, you're, you're going to have a go today. You're going to you're going to play and and, uh, and have an impact." And um, yeah, I can't wait to see what else potentially is on the way. We don't want to see our best players, say, being signed by Manchester City and then being loaned out to Leicester City because uh, they're not being used at all. You know, we want to actually see our our graduates um, perform for us. Almost like the uh, Rathjohn situation and mm. uh, Villa which um, I think is another issue coming further on. But uh, I, the, uh, Freya is, ha, was on a dual line with Ipswich throughout the season, so that's helped her out quite a lot, playing just below the championship. Um, it's helping her get more experience. And I think, I think it's between us and I think it's the German league where we have the dual loan system, which helps benefit the younger players compared to everywhere else. Mm. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. I, I do find that really interesting because um, obviously nobody else really does it, do they? So, yeah. Um, yeah. But in other news, Vivian Miedemar is a backup in running in the anti-gravity chamber machine. She thing. can walk again. <laughs> she yeah. walks a lot. No. no, she runs. She, she runs, runs, but... <laughs> in a special team. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but it's just six years today since we signed off from Bayern Munich. Um, I think for me, one of my favourite moments from Viv um, was probably a bit of defending at the North London derby. Um, it's not, it's not like her to get stuck in with the def- defending on the, on, especially on the, on line. the line. And it was just, it was just a brilliant piece okay. to do over over in the Emirates. But I am going to ask you both, what is your favourite Miedemann moment? I'm sure Adam's got loads. And only one. Only one because I know Adam likes the least favourite moments. (laughs) You can only choose one. Because there's so many, I just wanted there's a famous picture of Viv crossed. Mm -hmm. Um, Unimpressed. Because we know she doesn't celebrate, uh, which is very funny, very meaningful. Um, It's just a snapshot of just everything that summarizes um Vivian Miedema um goal wise I mean I'm gonna protect her in well for Matt because I'm already gonna pinch Matt so Matt you go next and I'll, I'll bring up some big moments later I don't oh. pick one of Matt's ones no oddly enough you mentioned that I'm just thinking about every time they do the team photo she looks so miserable and it's and <laughs> like, like that's now carried on oh. where Liz is <laughs> now the miserable one or considered the parent of the uh, 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 half these kids. I've these always kids. Called, called it a resting bitch face. Like, you don't mess yeah. with me, I'm ready to take you on. Whereas Viv is very solemn and calm. Whereas Leah's like, I'm up for a fight here, let's do it. Do you know what I mean? It's, that's the vibe I get from them. Yeah. Uh, honestly, for... Sorry, Adam. Go on. Because there's a shout out for a double hat trick against Bristol. Yeah, that's a good shout. Um, 
I will just make a memorable mention over Slavia Prague, the, way, the fact that that was her 100th goal. They pissed at basically trying to keep it in the PG. They really annoyed her. Um, one of the defenders made her a, a horrific challenge and she, need, she nearly injured herself and she just went, right, OK, if you can treat me like that, I'm going to score three, three goals now. And she was happy. It was just a bit of a shame that she wasn't able to celebrate it as much as others would uh i'll put but my favorite moment has to be the north london derby going all, going to the hive last season and she does this thing where she is a big game player let's not put it wrong she goes and scores the header and the first thing she does points her head and just says we need to focus now let's try and get this second goal i definitely i mean she, she does that quite on a regular basis it's been a bit of a weird season without her because when you think of Arsenal you think of you think of big players like Viv you think of Kimmy Little you think of Beth Mead at the moment especially with their form and it's just been a really weird season we're depleted we're on our knees we are crawling across that finish line now like for me personally mm. and the weekend score line was a reflection of that for me to be honest with you but the uh North North well North London double. What am I talking about? WSL result, results over over the weekend. Uh, Tottenham won four one at Reading um, at home to Reading at White Hart Lane. Believe it or not, uh, that was a bizarre obviously situation. Yeah, Chelsea Chelsea what beat us two 0 down at Kings Meadow. Everton beat Brighton two one. Aston Villa and Liverpool were three three. Leicester at, uh, lost two one at home to West Ham. Man United clinched a win against Man City at 2-1, which has done us a bit of a favour, let's be serious. Um, I'm still annoyed about that. So, yeah, I know, but it is what it is at this point. It's, not, it's out of our control. I mean, they, they win a local derby and Skinner's sitting there like a sour grape. What can you do? Do you know what I mean? He's never positive about his team. You know what's um, so funny? Both sets me. of fans have, like, a huge majority of their fans that do not like their managers. Gareth Taylor more so because of the fact that he essentially he's isolated a lot of the squad. They've they've let some key squad players go, Lucy Bronze, Kira Walsh, etc. Um, but there are other players that he's upset and things like that are kind of about. So, and and you're giving him an extension that's just come out this week. Everyone's just looking at it. if if you're a neutral and you're just standing there, just one or Charlie Nicholas like standing, what, sitting there wondering. Why he's doing? Why is he still there? If it just kind of shows you now, there is no ambition at Man City, so it makes you wonder: are, are the big heavy hitters? So, uh, Megan, uh, Ellie Roebuck, who did get sent off in that game against United, she uh, she's got a contract coming up. You've got other players like Lauren Helms got going to have a year on her contract left. Chloe Kelly will be probably well sought after the uh, World Cup as well. So imagine even Bunny Shaw might be looked after looked at a little bit even more by other clubs so I imagine that if they miss out we'll talk about this more on Friday but if they do miss out on Champions League football what's keeping them at the club because for me I don't see a manager there that is as good as Nick Cushion who was originally their manager he did a really good job he also helped them towards their first title but they haven't pushed on and since then, it has gone to fall into part. Whereas you yeah, look at Man- they haven't pushed on. They haven't even got out of the uh, the qualifying qualifying. So it's 
it's all well saying, oh, we're going to get it, going to get it, but they don't get out of qualifying, so it's kind of... Pointless. What's the point? United's just like a lot of their fans, they, half of them don't even like like their manager. And because and we're, people are just pointing they don't, that out. And they have good reasons to why. Um, so but, when you said, speak to the unsensible one, you understand why. Man City, the but well, we just come back in. Both Man City clubs. Oh, it's a weird one because so Gareth Taylor, he's taken a Man City team that was always second in the league. It was always Chelsea first, Man City second, and Arsenal the third, or floating about. And then they went second to third. And looks like they're going to be fourth unless something biblical happens this season. There's a continual deterioration. Players are leaving in their droves. We had a mass exodus in the summer of English talent who either went to clubs, went abroad, or retired. So there's there's clear disharmony. We can assume from looking on the outside in that you know there's a there's a not you know people don't want to be there. But they are a club we've probably got the best backing financially and the best facilities. They've got a brilliant stadium the academy stadium so good they used it in the euros and you just think what you know what is the the difference there and the rumors are that gareth taylor is going to get a contract extension of another year uh which is great for us arsenal fans i'm all for it uh but for those at man city persuasion it's like well, what where's the ambition and man united um again with mark's mark skinner he's just he, he, for me he's an average manager who's just suddenly found himself in a in a club that is a big name <laughs> And he's got incredibly lucky because his players have been has been. He's you've got to pick a consistent starting eleven the whole season. His players haven't been injured, um, and you know he's something he's, he's found himself in a title tussle with Chelsea, a bit like how Gareth Taylor's Man City was uh, a few seasons ago, where they were an Ancatchin Burger last minute save away from actually beating Chelsea and potentially win the title. Um, and of course, he can't believe his luck because he's just learned. Oh, if I just pick the same eleven every every game. Um, we'll win the uh, win the uh, we'll get into Champions League and could tussle for the title. Um, he was actually asked after the game, but oh, you got all these great players on the bench. You know, why don't you use them? I said, yeah, well, these players are great, and you know, if you go to Champions League, they'll get their time in those games. And you just think, have you not heard of the word rotation? Look at our team; we've been dropping players in and out, in and out all season. Because but there's also a case of so there's some certain matches that don't rotate. I mean, make it make sense. Own a battle on the bench for most of the season. Yeah. Make it make sense. I know. She's people, an absolute, oh, she's an absolute baller. And the rumours are she's going to potentially extend another year. People were saying, and there was a, that was a rumour. I think Graham Falk was saying on on Twitter that was one of the, or someone was, I think, or, um, I think it was Tom Gary, but it definitely came up yeah. my feed that players, players taking around. Yeah, I, I thought I, I'm sure I read somewhere that Barcelona were looking at her as well. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if she does go off to Spain. If I'm honest with you, she wants Champions League football. She wants a chance to actually mm. win it. Yeah. yeah, that does surprise yeah. me as well, though, because Lucy Bronze is a really good player, and okay, you want two decent right backs. You look at us; we had we have Laura and Noel, who are essentially one's better than the other. Laura's become more consistent, but Noel is misconsistent. She'll give you those eight out of tens each week. Um, but between Lucy and Onabato, I still don't see Onabato as a as that player that I would have as my right back at the moment compared if if she was to be at Arsenal, but for six months, potentially, there's Yeah, but the thing is, the difference with Arsenal is we rotate regular, regularly. She's not getting that rotation at Man United. And that's the problem. I think I've seen, I've seen someone put a spreadsheet out. That Champions League. How many minutes? Yeah. 
the Champions is going to change everything. And personally, a lot of people don't think they're going to get like from what uh, actually, as I said, sensible fans don't see them getting out of qualifying. Some some say get to the group stages and get battered. Whereas you you've got other fans. Oh yeah, well win it in four and five years, and you sit there and think, hang on a minute, you might have beaten a, like beaten a depleted um, Arsenal twice this season. You've never never beat Man United. How do you expect to compete with the likes of the German teams? Um, just the French teams and the Spanish in, teams. It's not going to happen. Just to put this into perspective, United could face in the Champions um, for side of the draw. They could face Wolfsburg, PSG, Real Madrid, Sparta Prague, or Hacken. Now, most of those oh, teams have already yeah. had Champions League football before, and they will push them. Yeah. Wolfsburg are, although depending whether or not they win the Champions League or buy and go and win win the uh, Fraun Bundesliga this weekend, it could cause a little bit more of that to change. And also, it's just going to, it's it's a different level. And I think a lot of those players are not ready for it. No, I don't I, think they are, to be I honest. They, but I hope they get in the group stage. I do hope they get into the group stage because that will push their squad. Because if you think about it, one of the benefits Man United have been in this season, they've been the, we, while we've been in the Champions League group stage, they've been in the Conti Cup group stage. So they, they while, whilst we're travelling away to Leon or winning 5-1, they've been going away to Durham and losing on penalties. But that they have their squad has not been... <laughs> it's true, but their it squad is. has not been... Pushed. Their squad was not pushed. They actually went out of the group at the group stage. They didn't even get through the into the knockout rounds. But they. Yeah, but the thing is, how if you can't do that? If you can't beat Durham, no offense to Durham. I know they're probably only a part-time team. How they're actually a full-time team. Are they? They're, I, I they're don't very know. similar so, to um, to Lewis in their in yeah. their play. They've they've pretty much, but uh, not Lewis. Oh, sorry, please. London City Lionesses. Sorry, go on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my point was is I hope they get there because that team will because they they won't be able to play you know the lesser teams they'll have to go full strength on both both fronts. So if Mark Skinner, uh, sorry, Mark, yeah, Mark Skinner does his way, he'll just play because he's he'll be so scared of or yeah mixing up. He'll just play the same team for both, and that team will get wiped out physically, mentally, and they'll get there. They'll they'll get they'll get turned over. You know, if they get in a group of Barcelona, they'll get rinsed. And what will be interesting is is what wherever they play the games, are they going to be bold and put them in the old, old Trafford, or are they going to be now we'll, we'll stick him at the uh, just don't trust ourselves to go to Old Trafford and and beat I don't know Zurich at home. They'll they won't want to risk it. It'll be I'll be intrigued to see how what direction the club take. Um, but I think if they did get to the group stage, they're not getting out of it. And I think they could get some a nice slice of humble pie um, should that happen. And I think second half of the season it would do a lot of damage to their squad because they will be they will their league form will suffer because of it. No, I totally agree. I'm gonna, I was hoping to save all that chat for next uh, for Friday, but okay. <laughs> Anyway, um, back to the WSL and that awful bloody loss against Chelsea. Uh, Gura Eriksson mm. scored in the 22nd minute. And Mad- Magdalena Eriksson scores her final goal at Kings Meadow as she's leaving in the summer. And it mm. had to be against us. Um, yeah. Matt, what did you think of the game overall? Uh, I'm just, just quickly going to write off rifle these off for Gora Wrighton's goal. But if, if you don't see it, just go back and see Sam Kerr. She's actually holding on to Noel Moritz, so she can't go back and either try and get the header or cro- away, or to go across to block Wrighton. So Wrighton's so essentially, it's a foul in the build-up. Um, 
I'm not I'm not blaming the referees, I'm not blaming anyone. I just think it's just, just find it a bit bizarre that where you've got an official on the on the lines, probably you've got bodies everywhere. So okay, you probably can't see that. But positioning for a referee, I don't know if you've seen it or not, if you've missed it, okay, fair enough, hands up, okay, whatever. I'm fed up of talking about referees and the, the fact that they're not full time professionals. And they're not good enough. It's mm. just, it was just, it was just ridiculous. Uh, me, uh, for I've, I've said Mia Erickson, Mia Erickson is actually the journalist. So Magda Erickson's goal, it was just quite simple as miscommunication in the box. Uh, at one point, Manu thought she was coming for it. Then I think it was Lotta was trying, was didn't know what to do. So she left it and Magda just managed to tap it into an empty goal. Um, honestly, the, I, I, I was I was actually managed to count just quickly on the referees. I counted how many times Lauren James had made a foul before she was eventually booked. She wasn't booked in the end, by the way. I counted three times she had a foul, no card. At one time she was pretty much hu- uh, hugging. Um, I think it was Katie McCabe. I, I will be probably a hundred percent wrong on that. She was holding one of you our. You could players. be wrong. I think Katie would have punched Laddie Shafter one if it hadn't. We'd all have seen it, and then she would have got a card. Either, to be fair. Either way, Lauren James was literally holding one of our players back, and the referee didn't even give a card. It's just uh, Katie, Katie stamps on someone, and it was an instant yellow card. It was just like it just felt. The thing is, it's her reputation that that, that plays against her. It's the same with Granit Xhaka in the men's team, although he's had a superb season, I will give him that. It's his reputation, and unfortunately, the game is changing, and I hate to say it, but the way she plays is not... It's going to is recognised already, it's, it's not welcome anymore. That old-school type of player, it's just not welcome. Yeah. As much as we love it as a fan base, it's just how it is. I mean, it phased out of men's football very quickly, and it's now hitting the women's as the game grows. I mean... Matt, if we had Liam Williamson, which is fully fair, mm. would Guru Wrighton's goal have went in? I don't think it would. It's, it's difficult as to say, really, because you'd probably expect maybe a little bit more um, organisation. Obviously, loss is not naturally going to be having that arm back. I'd probably imagine when she in a couple of years time like she'll be higher up in that le- leadership role but at this current moment in time she's hasn't got that experience yet um just as well she got a yellow card for nothing as well um yeah. I, I, it might have just been that she backtracked to the referee and that was why she got a yellow card which was originally given to sam kerr so um yeah, uh, and the only other thick point i've got is our penalty was dragged wide and i just felt at the moment just you could tell the fatigue of the Everton game was almost like we've do, we've had our run. This it kind of felt like we felt on Friday really that this game was basically just a it doesn't really matter. And then you've got United fans having a go at us for not doing them a job on earlier on in the day. And it's just like, well, what happened when the last day of the season when we needed you to go to Chelsea and get something and you needed to get in, into the Champions League? You didn't bother turning up. You turned yeah, up. The thing our... is, they've never beat them anyway. So it doesn't exactly. make a difference where we beat them four times. They've beat us four times and I think once was a draw in the I'm last not, nine meetings. Do you know what I mean? So they can, I'm not they having can a go at puff, United. Puff, puff, smoke all they like. But some, some of their fans are generally crazy. Yeah. 
I'm not um, having a go at United. It's just okay. it, you're asking for play people to give you favours, and you can. It, no, nothing. You never get favours in the league. It is ruthless. No, you, you, you never. No, you don't get any favours at all. I mean, essentially, just like I know we're not ruthlessness. Gonna... Um, you're referring to is we got to, playing them twice. We have got two ACLs playing them twice. Mm. Call it bad luck. Call it poor poor pitch. Call it bad tackle. I mean, how Beth Beth Mead was first, then Liam Williams, and it's like great. I don't like playing Man United anymore. Do you know what I mean? Adam, what, what did you make of the game? Yeah, I thought I would uh, just let Matt vent um, because he's about cheesed off, um, especially with the rest. Um, I thought it was a game of two halves, um, as most games are nowadays. Um, Chelsea, I thought, were brilliant in the first half. Let, let's just say how it is in the second. In the first half, Chelsea were better side. Um, they they pressed us, they harried us. We tried to play the ball. The turnover, they, they kept recycling back to. Got scored. Okay, let's take this. It was a great goal. Really good volley. Um, I think the, the I think uh, was when it was crossed to the the taker slipped, which always for me is a, is a sign that you know something might actually. I know it sounds stupid, but the amount of times I see players when they cross it, they slip and fall over, actually becomes a really good cross. And that, when it went in like that, I thought, oh, we could be in trouble here. Um, I know you said I think Sam Kerr handled Moritz. I I, um, I thought that Moritz simply lost with the back post. I thought the, the technique that Matt, um, that Wrighton showed to, to it was almost like a scissor volley across Manu, who was completely wrong-footed, and he gave fair enough. That goal was in the post. Whatever the the, the issues may be, his referee was Chelsea fully deserved to lead. Um, we did, I think, one chance on the counter which Dina had, and that, that, that just it just I saw it. I saw the ball go onto her. And just thought, shoot, take the shot, take the shot. And she just took that one extra touch. And it's like when you're playing FIFA and you've got a 1v1. And you know you, you know when you want to press circle to take the shot. And it's really annoying when you press circle, the keeper rushes out and claims it. And you realise, oh, I left it one one frame too long. And I just felt that with Stina. She just took that shot one second too late. And it gave um, uh, Berger the chance to block it. And then, um, yeah, second goal, set piece. Silly set piece, Ford trying to play out, loses the ball, chases it back, makes the foul. It's out of frustration. And um, yeah, fair play to Magda. Goal, she's a legend captain for the club. She's off along with Harder. And um, she gave so nice to uh, to go home, uh, meet the club with. As for that lot of booking, it was a booking. There was a point together with her and, and Kerr. And um, she basically bodied Kerr to the floor. And yeah, when there was a thing about curling, but I looked at instant thought, no, that's a foul by Lotta. She's actually fouled, and that's a yellow card, and, and it rightly was. Second half, obviously, Jonas made some changes, brought Catley on um, for Moller Cool, who again blew hot on Colton, nice touches, but was guilty of giving the ball away a lot. Catley came on, moved McCabe over to, in fingers like an inside 10. Catley became the left wing. I've always said the best left wing is, is Catley and Ford, the two so well. Which makes sense because obviously they, they play for you know, both for the Australian national team. I thought that really worked. And the chances, we had such good chances in that second half. Um, uh, Pullover with a, some amazing work on the right, really low cross forward. She just has to side foot it. The, the keeper's out the question. It's an open goal, it's a tapping. You just in and he pulled it onto the crossbar. Um, the McKay penalty, um, again, tends to keep it the wrong way, just sliced it wide. I do wonder. I, I said at the Leicester game when McKay took that penalty and she got it saved. And I said that was almost like a mental reflection of the club. And you hit on it as well, Matt, with uh, you think yeah. sort of exhaustion. Um, <laughs> um, but um, my feeling was is that moment. I do wonder if there's a mental block. There's a mental block with the team. 
if they if they genuinely think they can actually score at King's Meadow because we saw them pass up such good chance in the first half in the FA Cup. We haven't scored in the league there since Van der Donk in 2019. We've only managed one other goal, and that was in the Conti Cup in a 4-1 loss, although it was a Ford Worldie. That you know, before that Van der Donk goal, we scored uh, seven goals in two games at King's Meadow. Since then, we've only managed two in all the games we've played. We've had and the last three seasons, we've got we've come away there um, without scoring at all. So I do wonder if, if it's like a mentality thing, whether they, you know, they doubt they or I don't know. Um, but part of me also felt, that, you know, as Matt said, alluded to, a bit of revenge for last season, you know, not giving May not the result they needed. Um, and I they were worried in the second half that Max Chelsea would rip our resurgence was the fact that Chelsea thought it's 2 0. We'll go into lockdown and see the result out as we see them do before. A tuna result loss at Chelsea, in the grand scheme of things, is not a bad result because obviously Man City failed to capitalise, which is quite funny. Um, and I think we can say, given our situation, given the injuries, I'm, I'm not, I'm not overly emotionally worried about it. It's for me, it's an annoyance rather than a disaster. And we go into the game against Aston Villa, fully in control of our destiny. And um, I think, given our situ- injury situation, I think we can all be rather happy with that. No, definitely. I mean, Adam, as always, you're spot on. Um, got another question, for you, a couple more. Another question for you guys. So we've had a lot of injuries this season. Mm. Obviously, we won't see the likes of Laura and Leah Williamson come back until later the second half of the season. But mm. say if we didn't get any transfers in. Can we still challenge with the players that we have? No. no that was a simple um, answer. <laughs> uh, it's, it's no, and it's, it's simply because of the, the players came back from injury won't be fully fully operational up to fit up fitness. We, look at Viv last season; she came back from COVID at the Euros and, and wasn't right, and, and for much of that season. And by the time she did get right, she did her ACL and she was back out again. Just because you come back from injury doesn't mean you're fully fit ready to go. It can take weeks, months to really get up to speed of the game. Um, and in the end, you can still be victim to, to you know, recurrences of that injury. Um, I, I, we just need, we need numbers, especially with a Champions League campaign that's going to start if we qualify. But that caveat in, if we qualify, you know, um, as we hope, we'll be going into the pre-qualifier tournaments. We need the numbers. It's, it's a, it will be a long season, two weeks after the World Cup. So no, we, we, with our team at the moment, we are short, especially as what Matt also mentioned, there are some players potentially leaving, like Iwabuchi, I think we can agree he's going out the door. Um, so, 100%. 100%. Yeah. I think I saw a picture of her the other day, I didn't even recognise her. Her hair's got really long, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so, but please, like, what, one thing oh, that doesn't I don't understand is, you look at that Tottenham team, right? They're starting 11th in the weekend. You look to that bench and you see look at why is all that talent on the bench? Why is it not starting? Uh, because simply because like the like the ownership, they're being mismanaged. Um also shout out for all the, the Spurs fans who um uh departed and fled the stadium before a Spurs team actually won a game at the toilet bowl, uh, which was very, very, very funny. Um but yeah. It's it's a it is a mismanage. Um, yeah. Not that we should be, you know. To be, to be honest, let's be serious. Beth England has dragged them the second half of the season f- with the skin of her teeth. It's it's telling to get she, them over the line. 
it's telling that she's their player of the season and she's only been there for half a season. <laughs> Which, yeah, think, that's well, a bit of a red flag, don't you that's think? That's a bit of a red flag. And, um, but I mean, it's, also, it's also another red flag when the, when the one of the uh, owners comes up and says, yeah, I'm not investing in my team. We should, we should have an NWSL for Mountain White. Please shut up. Do you know, know what? I find it so odd. You look at someone like West Ham who haven't had a home game at the London Stadium all yeah. season. You look at Tottenham not investing in their team. You probably look at maybe some of these other clubs that aren't investing in the league at the moment. Mm. And they are probably better bottom half. I mean, Leicester are just about staying in the league. Again, there's three teams there that almost seem to be... Okay, fair enough, Leicester. This is the second time they've they've been close to being relegated. There's a chance that they could be relegated come Saturday. It just stinks of, well, you've reached the top, now that's it. It's, it doesn't, I don't see where where you're going on from it. You look at someone like an Aston Villa, who a couple of, okay, a couple of times they were up and down in the league. They got promoted. They were near relegation towards that start of the season, but they've just kicked on this season. Now look at them. They're now fourth in the, well, foot and, well 10 points away from fourth, which is incredible. And you wouldn't think about it, but we do need these players and teams to be out there and make this league a little bit more competitive. I imagine Bristol City will come in come in next season, whoever they re- replace. They'll make sure that they buy top quality players. They might end up looking at a Ruby Mace. They might look at um, Litzig, from, from, uh, from, who's currently on loan, both on loan at Leicester, let alone Ruby Mace got suspended at the weekend. It just is going to be about how how you stay up now and how much money you put into this te- these teams because it's just ridiculous that teams are getting away with it and almost without spending because they know all they need is a couple of points to stay up. Essentially, uh, last season, I think, I believe it was 13 points. This season, it's a little bit higher with 14, but still, it's... It's a huge gap considering the fact that this is the second season in a row that over 50 points has potentially got you the title. Oh, definitely. I think it doesn't help when we've only got, what, 11, 11 home and away games a season. So I don't think I don't think that necessarily helps. Um, so, no, I, I get where you're coming the from. The problem is there is no, there's no, there's no threat of relegation. I mean, obviously there is. But there's only one spot for relegation. You know for a fact that if you win about three games, you can uh, you can put your sandals on, line a deck chair, you know, line a cigar, and wait for the next next uh, next week, next uh, next season, and wait for the money to roll in. You do question the ambitions of the likes of Spurs, the likes of West Ham. You know, West Ham got to an FA Cup final a few years ago. Um, yeah, they lost obviously, but um, they got to that was a real, you know, fair play to them. They got all the way to the final. You think, what is the ambition? What's the direction? West Ham, I think, they actually won a match. They actually beat Leicester. It's their first win this year in WSL. Where's the ambition? Spurs, where's the ambition? What do they do? They just want a team that's going to middle in the league, or do they want to push up? The reason why Chelsea get away and just win the league every time is that they there are not enough teams that want to drag them down amongst them. Every time you play. It's the big ones. It's low block, defensive. Aston Villa are the only team outside the top four 
who have actually shown ambition in those matches. And that's they've managed to get a win at home against Man City and go to Man City and draw one all. And, you know, push Man United all the way into Ipon. Some of the best matches this season have been Aston Villa matches against the big side. They may not have won them all. Yeah, no, they may not have won them all, but we're definitely in for a juicy one up on the Saturday, but we will talk about that more on Friday with the next we episode. Are, yeah. Um, but I've got a little pop quiz for you guys, actually. I thought we'd do something different. Uh, it's only three questions, because um, two of them are quite fairly big. So, who are our top five goal scorers this season, and what are their numbers for this season? <laughs> Adam's going to roll this off for the answer of the tongue. Right, you can choose who goes first between you two. I've got the answers in front of me, so I'm not going to take part. The problem is the top scorers is the top players who would be the top scorers um are, have been injured for most of the season, so um, we are limited. Uh, so the op- I know on. unless you got well, I mean I'm thinking like the top scorers got ACL. This is the top five. The top five. Top five. Wow. Uh, I'm gonna my early punt is gonna be Frida Liata Morton. Second. Yeah. Second. I should I should make a note. Is this just WSL or is this all competitions? This is just WSL on its own. Oh, right, okay. right. Okay, that changes things. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you could afford in there. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so just second one. Oh, you have a go, Matt. Yeah. Um. See, I would have put Kim Little in because the fact that she did score a couple of goals earlier on, especially the penalties and things like How that. How many? Uh. I believe it's. I believe she's got ten goals across all competitions and then six assists. So I would say that she's got eight in the league. Is that right? Seven and she's oh, fourth. Okay, so we got. And she was well, a fourth, still, was she? Yeah, she's ranked fourth. So we've got to find first. I'm going to go third scorer. Fifth. Scorer Stina Baxtinius. How many goals? I'm going to go. Eleven. Well, you're right on Black Stenius, but she's scored seventeen oh. league goals this season. Yeah, so I was gonna, I was gonna go a bit higher than that. So we've got you're... third and fifth now. Who are you gonna go for, Matt? And how mm. many goals? She does this all the time, Caitlin Ford. Yeah, she's got to be up there. I would say she would have nine goals. Okay, I think she's fifth, fifth or third. Are we looking at? I'm doing fifth. Yeah, uh, hold on. Do you say, yeah, at the moment she'll probably be on six, so yeah, maybe fifth. She's third. She's third. She's scored 12, hasn't she? Yep, she has. She has. And I'm going to really laugh. If you don't get the person who's coming fifth, I'm going to kill myself laughing here. Uh, So take us. Take a guess, guys. You've got a, a whole squad to choose from. <laughs> and it's probably one of the, an unlikely answer, to be fair. Well, I was looking I've got it up, an idea. I was like, well. I've got an idea who it might be, um, but then I'm trying to think of how many goals they've scored. Um, I hope none of you are Googling, by the way. No, no, I, no. I, I, you'll I, be able I don't to, have to, to Google. I, I mean, I'll, I'll crash this podcast if I dare search it. Um, <laughs> Do you know what? I'll put it out there because she did really well at the start. Beth Mead with six. Mm, she came in six, but okay. Oh. Good guess. Ooh. Good guess. Um, I, I know that because that's the first thing I looked for <laughs> on that list. 
Yeah, I was gonna say Viv, but she got a lot in the in the in the European games. She didn't in the league. She struggled and didn't play She's, as much. Mm-hmm. The goal against Everton was probably the most crucial. If, if you're looking at the season yeah. as a whole, the most crucial one was the game against Everton. The fact that she scored in that game. Part of, me, part of me wants to say maybe Katie McKay, but then I can't think of many goals she scored apart from the Manchester City goal. <laughs> it's not Katie McKay. That one. No, it's not Katie McKay. You two are um, going to keep yourself when I reveal this. Hold on. Um, <laughs> right. then, and so let's just rule this out. Leah's got one. Um, oh, Haffa. Haffa. Haffa, surely yeah. she's up there. Nope. Up there? No. No. Nope. Who's going? No, okay. Who else scored? I don't think all the other go. Uh, Laura no. scored one. Sorry. No, they're not the names we're looking yeah. for. <laughs> this is fun. Yeah, they've all just scored one. Everything, everything but is what we're looking for. Yeah, it's not Jordan, not Jordan Nobbs, because you got no. two goals for us off. Uh, not not Ibuchi. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. Who's in the Not Manu. Um, who's been injured? That's Frida. Who's actually out? Frida was in second with 16 goals. And it's not Miedemar. Is it Miedemar? It might be. How many it's goals? Miedemar. Uh, well, let's have a look. I'm going to get well, two against Spurs. Uh, and she got another one against Everton. She, it's not, yeah, it's not. She got, I can only think of three. Okay, you got half an answer, right? How many goals, Matt? Yeah, six, six. I don't. I, I'm Spot sure. on! Yay, we got there. Did she score? Did she score a double against Reading on the first day of the on the I think she did. season? I, I think so. That helps. Oh, I'd have to, I'd have to go and look Rock. that up specifically, but it is. Oh yeah, the, and then the goal against Reading. Six goals. Yeah. The yeah the the five we won five one against yeah. Reading, didn't we? Yeah. Open day, and then we yeah. beat Reading one 0 as well. So, yeah. Okay, so the next question for you guys is. Who are the top five assist queens this season? And I want to know how many assists as well. Right. There is actually one that uh, really shocked me, actually. But I thought it was rather cool. She is ranked fourth. How many? In the second season, she's managed to get us support. Well, I'm going to go the odds corner again. Because she takes some corners uh, sometimes. You said so Pullover. No, 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 no. You said Pullover. <laughs> How many? Oh, but uh, she wasn't in the top three. So I thought we were she... passing on that one. No, we're doing top five. Okay. She's ranked fourth. And I asked oh, her how sorry. many. Okay. Sorry. Audio I'm listeners, I am really okay. sorry. I didn't need to clean his ears out. He's not listening. Yeah. I, I blend the bandwidth. I'm going to go uh, for Pullover. I'm going to go six assists. Spot on. Well done. Yes. Matt's ten. <laughs> All right. Oh, we've got um, today, so we need fifth, third, second, and first. Steph Catley. No. Ooh, no. As, 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 the, as the old TV program would say, a survey says. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, <laughs> Katie McKay. Yes. Yeah. Are you ranking her in how many? Hold on, he's already said Frieda Marnum before that, so technically he's. I've I've disregarded that because he wasn't listening. So. What? <laughs> how many of Casey oh, got? Morning. Well, Matt, you can have that one next time. I'm McKay. Go on. Put McKay in third. Mhm. 
Actually, I should take that back. She is tied for somebody else for third. So how many? Oh. Okay. Um, more than six. I'm going to go eight. That is wrong. How many okay. do you think, Matt? Seven. Still wrong. She's tied Nine. in, in Nine. third with Victoria Pullover at six. Oh, right. Okay, she's joined that way. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, so, okay, so we now we've got fifth, second, and first to choose from. Well, right, Matt, do you want to what are you going to go for? <laughs> I'll, try, I'll try and avoid uh, freedom arm, considering she's going to be your next guest. So, um, yeah, just, I'm going to go with Beth, Beth Mead. How many? Ooh, she is ranked in there. Oh, I see the game against United. She did she did quite well uh, against Reading. Oh, I'm going to be completely off. I'm going to want to say nine. That is a little too high. Yes. Adam, do yeah. you want to have a guess? I think Viv K. Um, Beth Mead. You're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think she's fifth. Yeah, that's uh, right. And I think she's got probably like five. Spot on yet again. <laughs> okay, so okay. it's down to down to first and second. Right, I'm going yard to morning. Friedley yard to morning. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. So first and second. Uh, oof. I'm gonna go first. Yeah. Okay. How many? I'm gonna go ten. Bloody! Are you sure you haven't got this in front of you? <laughs> Actually, You're cheating. Really, you have to be I'm, cheating. I'm not cheating. There's no way. You've just but, got three on the bounce. I, I, the other two were guesses, but there was just something I think I saw on a tweet somewhere. They were yeah. saying about how great Yards and Mornham season was, and there was something about, I, I just thought maybe it was 10 assists. It was either that or goals. I couldn't remember which. Honestly, okay. I mean, this this is incredible. I, I, I'm not usually this lucky when it comes to quizzes. Um, but Matt, over to you for the second place. Who is second and how many? So just remind me, Victoria Pullover and... So first place we've got Leonardo and Warnham. Second place, we don't know who that is yet. And then third place, you've got Kate McKay and Victoria Pullover, both on six. And right, Beth okay. Mead is fifth. Yes, that's difficult because you, uh, you could go the Viv route, but then I, th- I think that I, you're nodding there as if to say, yeah, that's definitely right, but it's not. I think... Th- <laughs> Yeah, we mentioned Kim Little. I don't think we've mentioned Kim Little either. We did. We did mention her in goal, goal scorers. Goals, but not goals. Yes. No. Right. Okay. Then it's back to you, Adam. I'm going to go Stephen Blackstinius. No. No. Okay. No. Caitlin Ford, just to. Yes. How many? Uh, uh, I believe she is on nine. Perfect. Well done. <laughs> so, our top goal scorers in order are Cena Blacksteniets with 17, Frida Leonardson Mornham with 16, Ford with 12, uh, Kim Little with 7, and Vivian Miedemar with 6. Um, our top five assist queens this season are Frida Leonardson Mornham with 10 goals, Caitlin Ford with not goals. 10 assists, uh, Caitlin Ford with 9 assists, Katie McCabe and Victoria Pullover coming in with both 6 assists each and Beth Mead has 5 now for the, the tough one and I'm going to ask Matt oh. this one first and Adam can just quietly think about it, how many different goal scorers have we had this season? 
Oh, this is going to be fun. Um, right, okay, so... It is a double-digit uh, figure. It so might be helps. might be easier to get a pen and paper and maybe just go through it, <laughs> through it that way. Um, You're not allowed to do that. So, Take a stab. Right, okay. Um, is this across all competitions as well? Um, WSL. WSL. Right, okay. So we know for a fact Lee has scored one. Lee has scored one. Kim scored one. Freed has scored one, at the very least. Um, actually, you know what? I'm just trying to think of players that obviously, apart from goalkeepers, um, I think we're actually, yeah, we're, oddly enough, I think we're quite high on the list, this list about of different goal scorers. I believe it's 18 of the 25 that we've actually registered and scored. Oh, that's close. That is very close. Was what was my guess? 18. 18. The thing is, you're better off trying to name players who haven't scored because Lear Volte scored, Steph Catley scored, um, the three goalkeepers have scored, Bob Ritz hasn't scored either. Uh, MBT, I don't. Jen, Jen has. Jen has scored header at City. Yeah, no, that was Hatter. No, there was one that came off Jen, Jen Beatty's head and she was dazed. We were talking about it the other week. Oh, the, the, home, the home game. The home, home game, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know 19. Oof, you're so close. 20. 20 squad players have scored this year. Yes, well, how I think it's like, what is the fifth? Like, is just Goldie, Godfrey, do they count as squad players? Say that again. Do like sort of like Ted Goldie and um, yeah, they've hardly played, but are they inclusive in squad players? I'm, I'm in, not hundred percent sure, but this is what the BBC has given me, so I'm not get, relying on their information. Um, it, but, no, that's, that's, that's fair enough. It's, yeah, we know, it's we, know we know how unreliable they are, so you know. Yeah. But yeah, no, I just thought that'd be a bit of fun. It was actually quite fun actually making your brains work. But boys, thank you for joining me this evening. It has been a blast, um, as always. And I'd also like to thank everybody who had, does tune in to us every week and listens to, especially my before more so than the boys. Um, absolutely loving your company. Uh, keep. If you do have any questions or you do want to come join us, just drop me a message on um, on Twitter at Lottie underscore AWC or even drop Matt or Adam. Um, a message that handles will be under the the um in the description box um so but we will be back on friday with all the latest on villa and the final weekend of the wsl it's been a long road but we're almost there um so come on you gunners <laughs>